0: Welcome back. I'm Zanati Guma, and you're watching Stockwatch This Week and joining us for a review of the week's stock performances and answers to your stock-related questions is independent analyst Jimmy Muyaha. Do send those questions via SMS to 41392. Email us at StockWatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessday TV using the hashtag StockWatch. Thank you so much for your time, Jimmy. Happy Black Friday. I hope you haven't spent all your money already. Um I try to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just looking at Black Friday, to me, there weren't a lot of people at the mall. Mm. Like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a, a special day where I could say it's different from any other 25th of the month. Mm. And I'm wondering if uh, investors are kind of looking at Black Friday, because obviously we know that um, the consumer has been under pressure and there's really just been uh, this anticipation that... Black Friday might save us, but I don't know. Do you think it, it, it will uh, uh, kind of give the retailers a significant boost or at this point maybe investors are just trading on the hope that at some point next year we will get cuts?
1: I think you're definitely going to see um, retailers benefiting from this, regardless of whether the volumes are there or not. So it's it's a time of the year when um, consumers look forward to this, yeah. retailers. Um, I think the, the other thing is retailers or, or consumers over time have realized that the specials may not be as great as They really are. I mean, you're under pressure. um, Interest rates are high. You have to now think, uh, do I buy this on debt? If I buy it on debt, do I really want to be paying back my credit card at 18 or 20 or even 27% um, for some people that have taken personal loans? And you sit there and you, you weigh up that option and you start to say, Is this something we actually need? Mm -hmm. Um, I think COVID has definitely shifted a lot of things uh, from a consumer spend and, and a habit point of view. It's priority spending, but also if I'm going to go out and buy hundred thousand rand television do mm. I want that TV or do I want to take a hundred thousand rand vacation yeah what what seems to make more sense for me now I think people are just making uh, slightly different choices the craze um, was it, it was there many years ago and it was yeah. there when um, companies like Massmart first brought Black Friday into the country yeah you know, we, we, I think we've just come a long way from that point and consumers are largely under strain so it's it's not that they don't want to spend it's that they're unable to and where they are able to they're just making different choices I suppose. yeah
0: and, and talking about choices because um usually uh, around this time people would be buying tvs so you'd get uh, kind of macro mass smart um benefiting from that um people also redoing uh their homes buying paint um but I don't know if, if maybe we can expect that right now because, I mean, we have seen CashBuild, build tel tau uh, those kinds of retailers being under pressure, and maybe I- it's just a case of the economy is in such a bad place that even Black Friday won't boost those kinds of retailers at this point.
1: Yeah, I think um, the... We've definitely seen, like I said, the, a shift in what, what's what been happening, yeah. but also alongside that, if you look at uh, some of the retailers, they, they had prepared and they've prepared even bigger than the last year and all of that. And there is a bit of uh, pent up consumption that that might be sitting with consumers to say we were under lockdown and all of that. But I think that that sort of wilted away at the start of this year. I think with the elevated interest rates and inflation levels, that created a bigger concern for consumers to say, let's look at our pockets differently. But also markets and investments haven't necessarily been On the up i mean emerging markets are only starting to really come back into the fold now and you see guys like spa under pressure from a numbers perspective um with debt levels having increased as a result of those interest rates um pick and pay also under pressure from their numbers so i think overall because the consumer has been feeling a lot more strain Mm. that would have naturally translated into uh the retailer side of it i think Going forward, we might see that there might be a bit more um, appetite uh, in certain areas. So in the past, you may have seen consumers say, these are the tech things that we want, or these are the things that we're going to rush mm-hmm. after, mm-hmm. and we're going to time it for uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I'm interested to see the data that's going to come out, because every yeah. year we have this conversation before. We have the m- Cyber Monday conversation. And then yeah. by Thursday, Friday, we're having the conversation of saying what were the biggest um, spend uh, Mm. larger spend items larger spend values which um transactions and that sort of thing i think people are comfortable buying online that might be another reason you didn't see too many people in yeah
0: maybe people are comfortable
1: shopping on take a lot or even massmart has got online offers yeah um and some companies actually do online exclusives so a promotion that's available online is not available in store so mm. why do you why should i then rush to a store at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> where i can just swipe on my phone and achieve the same result? so
0: yeah all right well uh let's uh cross on over and leave south africa and go to india uh there's a question here i am a firm believer that india will be the uh, next front for global growth and i would like to buy the entire index could you please ask the panel uh, Not a panel, just one. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy, what he thinks uh, is the best uh, ETF to buy to back India's growth. I'd like to um, constantly dollar cost average into India for a long term bet. Um, Yeah, India has actually been quite quite popular Mm. um, uh, this year. Didn't their growth exceed China as well?
1: Uh, Their populations also at some point exceeded China's population. India is poised for uh, a lot of growth, and I can see why any potential investor might be interested in the region. Um, And if you think about, I I mean, just to to look at the question, uh, Mm -hmm. exposure into that space, the Nifty 50 would give you exposure into the top 50. It's the equivalent of our top 40 in terms of Indian uh, Indian. Uh, exchanges. So if you go to the the Indian exchange, you you could pick up that. From an ETF perspective, I haven't actually looked at Indian ETFs, Mm -hmm. but there is now additional complexities from what the investor wants around consistent dollar exposure Mm -hmm. as well and dollar averaging in. So I I, I can't give an immediate answer off the top of my head that encompasses all of those things. Mm. But I would say that, I mean, if you're looking at If you're looking at index exposure, ETF exposure, that's going to sort of put you in a fairly decent spot because you'd have uh, a diversified approach to the market. Again, time horizon, are you looking to do this for 12 months? Are you looking to do this over five years? Because India is poised to be um, a leader in... The the tech space, the development space, Uh, a lot of tech-based businesses are outsourcing their talent through to India. And so that's going to increase the human capital component that sits within India. And that's going to position their their economy a lot better. So the the type of exposure that you might be looking for, if you're looking for exposure to Indian-based companies, Mm. might be different to exposure to the Indian economy and the growth of that economy. So Mm. that's another thing to consider, I suppose.
0: I'm actually uh, interested... um Talking about tech, mm. uh, Nvidia, obviously the the, the <laughs> massive hype yep. around it. Yep. Um, would you rather go for just investing solely in Nvidia if you want to be exposed to the the tech space, or would you go for an ETF that encompasses everything?
1: Anyone who knows me knows that I've given out, whether it's stock picks or approaches to investing, I've always preferred a diversified approach. Uh And I think with the concentration risk that comes with NVIDIA, I mean, Uh you saw NVIDIA run up more than 200% at some point. Yeah. And for you to then see that, you you need to expect that there will be some level of retracement. So going in and overexposing yourself to a stock that's run up 200% without expecting retracement is not... The way I'd go.
0: Retracement, but not saturation.
1: Not necessarily. I I don't know. I mean, from a saturation point of view, you have to think of the fact that um, SoftBank has launched, or they listed their competitor as well um, in, I think it's AMR or AM... Yes, yes. Yeah, that listed recently... Arm, yeah, Yeah. sorry, Arm, listed recently on um, the New York, or or NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. So, you do have competitors and alternatives to NVIDIA. Intel remains there, IBM remains there. You do, NVIDIA being the largest chip maker, I think NVIDIA got the the boost that they received from a lot of factors that happened to align at that time. I mean, for a share price to touch almost $500, um, having run up from, what, last year's $150, (laughs) that's, that's huge gains yeah. and you can't then say that that gain is going to be replicated right now from 480 odd dollars to run another 500 dollars to a thousand without some level of yeah. retracement so if you want to take the concentration risk and put your money there i would that would not be the advice that's coming from me uh-huh. um it wouldn't be a recommendation uh, I think if you want to gain exposure into the tech space, you should probably be looking at how you do that because we are also seeing that there's analyst expectations that the Chinese tech space is poised to grow at a faster rate than the NASDAQ. Mm. And so you have to now weigh up those pros yeah. and cons as well. So,
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what they turn out in mm-hmm. the next quarter. I mean, just saying that, their revenue just continues to run. They expect a uh, growth of about 231%. That's a lot. <laughs>
1: uh, For any company.
0: Exactly, exactly. Let's move on to Karoo. Um, talking about companies that are on the NASDAQ. Uh, can you please tell me why Karoo jumped by some 40% on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. and then down again by 16% today. I actually did not notice those moves, Jimmy. What was happening there?
1: I spoke to David Shapiro about it on Wednesday mm-hmm. when it has. A, so it happened Wednesday market close in the Wednesday auction Yeah, and it jumped 40%. We couldn't figure out whether it was a fat finger error, whether there was anything that happened there. Mm-hmm. We expected that the market would come back and rebalance. I still don't have a, 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 an answer. I mean yeah. The share price is down about 4.7% uh, today. But when that Jump happened on Wednesday. Um, Have the same questions as the investor. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> say, w- is something happening? Is there a deal that's been announced that we don't yet know about? Yeah. Um, so it's it's one of those things where haven't seen much of an explanation around it. Mm. Um, I could and probably check sins while you yeah. are sitting here. And, and you see. know... It Anything's it come out, but nothing came out yesterday from Karoo from Ascend's point of view. Yeah, and today there is nothing as well from uh, from Ascend's announcement. So we are all rea- we are all just as curious <laughs> to figure out what's and happening. And
0: that's the thing because it's quite interesting because Karoo um, over the last few months um, we ha- we have seen these heavy movements in the share price, but not this heavy. No, no, no. Forty uh, percent is. It's usually capped <laughs> at maybe like. I don't know, 10%, 10, 10 on the day, but this yeah. this is a lot. Okay, so, yeah, definitely nothing on sense, but uh, we will be looking out. Maybe there's some sort of rumor that, Jimmy, they're just not telling us. Um,
1: it hasn't made mainstream news, if there is one. It hasn't, yeah. it hasn't hit any of the news outlets that we yeah. be reporting on it. So. All
0: right. Uh, there's a question on uh, Sasol, if this would be the right time to buy Sasol. I know that... Um, yeah, Sasol is considered to be quite cheap, but um, there's also been a lot of conversation about the climate change targets. But I'm actually not sure how that has impacted the price, uh, the share price, if it has. Mm. Um, not so much news about that last week since their AGM. Would you be going into Sasol at
1: this point? I laugh because <laughs> I, I actually have, um, I have a lunch with Sasol okay. uh, shortly after this conversation. Sasol's <laughs> <Cecil's> share <laughs> price sitting at, about l- <laughs> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> sitting at about 214 <laughs> Rand uh, Could has the potential to come down to 200 Rand. Very good mm. value if it does come to 200 Rand. Um, I think the, the run-up from Sasol, if anyone's looking to get into the stock, please don't be Having the conversation of saying, is the share price should I wait for 30 rand? Should I wait for that? That's not going to happen. That was a black swan event linked Mm -hmm. to their oil exposure and what happened at that time. Um, 200 rand is a fairly good support level. I mean, the last time we tested around this was around mid to uh, 2021. Mm. So if we come down to 200, you could see the share price could bounce there uh, quite nicely. I do happen to like the diversification they've been able to achieve, Um, branching out into chemicals. getting the business you know sorted from not being as uh coal heavy i like i absolutely love the new ceo um simon balloy that's yes yes, yes. Uh, he's been at the secunda plant for Yonks, I can't even yeah. remember how long. Yeah. Um, and so for him to step into the executive role with Fleetwood stepping out, uh, that is clear that it, it, it reminds me of an, uh, what happened with FNB with Mary Villagazzi coming through, yes. promoting internally. The business is strong, it is sound. Yes. Um, so I'm not concerned about Sassel's leadership and the leadership mm-hmm. changes, despite the fact that the chairman has stepped down and we're still awaiting to see what could potentially unfold there. I think 200 Rand could become a very attractive price and I'd be very interested to see what happens
0: because of this diversification that you're talking about do you think that it's time maybe investors stop thinking about Cecil as um, the oil company where you know you try and find out what is happening or try to decipher what's happening in the, in the oil market and then say okay now's the time to go into Sassel or pull out should we get that out of our heads or maybe it's, it's not time yet
1: I would. I think if you look at Sassel's operations, I mean, aside from what they're doing on the oil spri- uh, in the oil space, they've got that gas pipeline running through from Mozambique into uh, the Secunda plant, and then uh, feeding into um, out th- they feed into the grid as well from um, an ESCOM point of view. Yeah, uh, they've got coal operations. They have those chemical operations, uh, the the Lake Charles projects, and all of that that have come to light. So, I definitely think they are not just that oil company. Um, they've been a ve- on a very green drive as well to to be a carbon friendly um, producing company, which is very um, interesting given the exposure and the industry that they play in. I mean, it's not often that you see companies put that foot forward. And we've seen it from Sassel. We've seen it from BP internationally as well. Um, We've seen it from Engine. Everybody's going that cleaner route. But Sassel has been able to diversify their business quite a bit. And you've seen it in the relationship between the oil price and the share price. Yeah. So, yes, it does still have a bit of an impact, but it's not nearly the same as what we saw when... Uh, what was it, April of 2020 Mm -hmm. when the oil price crashed down to negative uh, levels on futures which was a historic event I don't think we'll see for another 100 years but aside from that Sasol is no longer that exposed to oil so if something like that were to happen i think that weather that storm better than they did the first time around
0: ah, all right well quickly before we get to your stock pick uh, i'm not sure uh if you do follow the stock uh, cameco um i bought the stock at 22 dollars and it has now almost doubled but its pe sits at 100 i've been skimming profits but the share price still goes up please explain how the market responds to the stock is this one that you follow jimmy
1: Definitely not Uh, listed in Canada. They are a mining company, and I think they deal a lot in uranium. Yeah. Um, The companies basically had a rocker of a year. If I look at just movements over the year, they started the they sort of closed out December of last year um, below twenty five dollars. They're at about forty five dollars at the moment. So they've more than doubled over the course of or almost doubled over the course of uh the last 12 months it's been one-way traffic to the upside yeah uh the share price is trading at all-time highs at the moment so Uh. um interesting to see and if you if you have a look at the graph it literally is A line that goes in one direction. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Actually, if I remember correctly, I think Drikas Komrink actually is a uranium person. So I'll I'll keep this in my pocket for when we have him on the show as well. well.
1: Let's get to your stock pick for today. That's interesting. There are so many stocks that are lining up for really good um, price points and really good value points. I think if I have to look across sectors, I can pick anything from a growth point to a premier group that's just had really good results for their first set of interims. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the other stock picks that I gave out earlier in the year, there were. I, I also gave out... Um, base levels to say the stock could come down to these levels. Mm -hmm. If it breaks that level, then I'm only concerned. Yeah. Almost all of them have rebounded off those levels. I'm thinking uh, Walt Disney, um, Sabania, bounced off 22, except for that uh, convertible note. Yes, this week. I'm not too worried about that convertible note, believe it or not. Uh, I would still be looking at that. Okay. Um, But if I'm pressed for for a pick at the moment, I think I might like Sasol down to 200. Um, I like growth point at the levels where it is at about 10 Rand at the moment. Yeah. Um... And I do like Premier having just bounced off of that 20 rand level. I think it is at attractive level. So I've not given one, but I've gone ahead and given three because
0: whole, it's Black basket. Friday and we're yeah.
1: festive, right? It's <laughs> the festive okay, season around the corner. Fine, we'll, forgive. Um, <laughs> but well I, I'll do a, um, a bit of a detailed deep dive into summer companies before the end of the year and yeah. give my expectations around next year as well. I remember yeah. I gave out a stock. Um, I gave out... I think it was P- uh, PayPal a couple of months yes, ago, yeah. and the stock bounced quite nicely off of fifty dollars. It's still sitting at fifty-six dollars. I'm not uh. too fussed about that. So there, and I've said this before: a lot of stocks are at very good prices where you get in now. You're not going to be seeing that return immediately. Yeah. Don't expect it to be um, the Occidental Petroleum that I gave out shortly yeah. uh, around the time Warren <laughs> Buffett got into that. But that, don't don't expect those sorts of movements now. Yeah. Expect that values and and stocks are at really attractive pricing, Mm. but you're going to be holding for a bit longer than what you were in the past.
0: Okay, thank you so much for your crystal uh, glass (laughs) throughout the year, Jimmy. Uh, That was independent analyst Jimmy Muyaha.